some of you have challenged me about a recent letter that I have and said, I'm not really sure you have a, a jar full of agate. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a letter that came that was handwritten that talked about a jar full of agate that I had found in the sea gravel. It was a bigger jar than they took them to have them polished and some of them went away <laughs> because they were pea gravel.
Oh, 
and therefore we're good. And so it goes. The division starts going. By the way, I'm part of one of those rivalries. I'm a coon, but we don't think so great about huskies. Even though the checks are both written by the state. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? There's, as far as funding goes, the money comes from the same place, us. And I was talking to people, and I don't mean to point this out, and if you feel like I'm talking with you, I don't mean to, because I think it's so nifty, but in Colville, sometimes Ian Freeman is a big deal. You know that I came from a town, St. John, and the high school was St. John Endicott, and the town of St. John in general, not the church of those Endicott people, they work for us. <laughs> so you see the divisions and how easy they are. I've got friends that are from Washtucna. And you know that Washtucna people will sometimes argue about whether they're from eastern Washtucna or from upper western Washtucna. <laughs> it's a town of 138 people. <laughs> that the U.S. Postal Service won't deliver mail to anymore. Their building has fallen down and they got snared for it and now they have to go to Hoover. How many of you know where Hoover is? Did you know there was a town called Hoover? They call themselves Greater Outer Washtucka. <laughs> but here's the deal, as we pick sides, as we do this stuff, Place 
we worship on this mountain, but your people say that you have to worship there. What's the truth? And Jesus says this. There's coming a time when God will be seeking worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth. Now, I want you to know that he's not specifically calling out the Jews in this passage, but he is a little bit. They've got all this knowledge, but it hasn't made them an 18-inch prick from their brains to their hearts. On the other hand, the Samaritans, they worshiped really hard, but they didn't know anything. So they didn't have any of the guidelines. And there's a time coming when both the, the truth will have to make a prick to your heart and your spirit will have to be involved and you'll have to worship God. Let's talk about this just a little bit more in the season of Lent coming up. Or towards Lent. That almost fits just great with the word committed, right? Here. <laughs> okay, I consider that commitment to go on. Fourteen. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united the Jews and the Gentiles did this by ending the system of the law and its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. Together, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. How was that done? Think about that for a second as I read the next verse. He brought this good news of peace to you, Gentiles who were far away, and the peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. The Holy Spirit is the guarantor of this faith by being inside you. He's not walking around tapping you on the shoulder every third week going, well, you missed that one two weeks ago. He's inside you as the deposit and the guarantee that this new life can happen and will happen. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to bring it to completion. And the other 8%, and the person next to you, also has that good work started in them and will be faithful to bring it to completion. But he put it to death. He put the hostility to death. How did he do that? He took the blame for something that wasn't his fault, and he paid the price for it. It wasn't his fault that we couldn't get along with each other and that we were walking away from God. It wasn't Jesus' fault. But who paid the price? you ever been forced to take the blame for something you didn't do? Did you like it? I, read, I, I know who I am. I know I didn't like it. But this is not about just being friendly. 
don't need to be. I said before, and I forgot it this morning, for those of you who are new here, I forgot to say this in my instructions about communion, and I'm sorry. Normally, I say something along the lines that we have an open table, that God has invited many people, and it's not our job to uninvite the people God's invited. We don't draw those lines in that way. If we do, then God will start correcting us. And we have a lot to learn. So here's keys. So, okay, so great. We're not excluding anybody. We're not creating outsiders anymore. We were outsiders. Now what do we do? citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. By the way, those are John's special people just before us. You are members of God's family. Together we are house. We are carefully joined together with Christ himself as the cornerstone. As the cornerstone cornerstone, not the little thing in the ark, not the centerpiece that holds the ark together, but the cornerstone of a building, what is it? It's the square spot that holds everything together, isn't it? That you catch everything in. Okay, I was going to say this. I heard you say it on the spot. That's right. <laughs> he, he also knows that I was raised in the house of an architect and I'm a big football fan. But it's good to have those words. carefully joined together through him becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also believing in Christ is dwelling where God lives in his people. I want to talk to you just a little bit about what is a temple. You know, in the ancient world, you had this little thing where they had temples for their gods, right? You know what a temple for a god is? It's their house. So if you say, what's the house for Two words in Hebrew for, for temple. One is irene, which if we apply that to here, that's the building, that's the grass, that's the sign over there, that's the sidewalk along the street, the parking lot over there, and it includes the parking lot, that's the ground of the temple. That's not the word used here. The word used here is nao, the holy of holies.
fully image God and you'll be fully human and everywhere you go you'll be gracious. Did you know that we don't have a goodness problem on earth? People will come to people and say, well I don't know if that Jesus thing is going to help me be a better, better person. A better person. <laughs> well that's, it's probably true that if you're a decent human being that coming to Christ will make you a, a, a better person. But the goodness Thank you. 